Behind the Shades. So everyone, I am here with another episode of Behind the Shades and I have a good friend of mine, someone who's been doing my hair for about 12 years now. Um, back when it was just an afro to what it is now and why don't you introduce yourself and tell us who you are. Okay, my name is Janet Campbell and I'm the owner of Nanny's Natural Hair Studio. Focusing on natural hair, maintenance of locks, starting locks, and basically uh, involved in the movement of creating space for natural hair. Perfect. And how did you get started in the hair styling business? How did I get? It's a long story, but you know, for time. We got all the time in the we world. Got <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for me, it, it started really around when I was 13 years old. Newly immigrant in, in Canada back in the 70s. And I was probably about 13 years old. When I see kids outside, back then it was easy for kids, you know, to be not supervised and I would take them upstairs to my house and braid their hair. And their parents didn't know who was braiding their hair. And one afternoon, I just finished braiding this child's hair and the mother and the child appeared at my apartment door and, and knocked the door and I opened and she says, you call my daughter hair? And I said, yes, I'm sorry, ready to apologize. She says, oh no, no, no. I'll pay you $2, it's so nice. And I'll tell all my friends. And so at 13, I had my own braiding business in my apartment, making $2 a head. It was so busy. At one point, I had to raise it to $5. So, and then continue on in braiding now adult's hair. So I had a passion for doing hair. When I went to school and try to get into hairdressing, I was by my guidance counsel not to take it to take something else that's more for trades and and so I got into really community work working with uh, social service and and work there for a while but in still in the meantime because your passion still is within you so what you love to do will still surface as much as you've chosen something that's that's different. And I enjoyed working working in a uh, in the community, but my passion was still alive. So I still braided. I still um, do people's hair. But when I I think I was in my early twenties, I decided that I was going to go on my journey of natural hair not only was i allergic to the chemical because i had curly hair and to make it straight because that's what we're told to make it straight i would have to put chemical that actually burns you and you're allergic to it so it was really painful and i was ready to actually i was curious about finding out what my natural hair looked like and so I began that journey, braiding my hair, and finally my hair, the new growth was long enough to, to start locks, and I decided I was gonna start the lock-in process. And when I did that, 
people were amazed. Where'd you get your hair done? Where'd you get your... And I'm like, I did it myself. Really? Can you do mine? I'm like, no, I'm working. I have kids to take care of. I'm not going to do that. And then they kept asking and asking. And I said, finally, I said, yes. And my first client, he's still with me to today. He came and I said, well, I'm just going to do exactly what I did to my hair. And I did it. He loved it. I started in my bathtub. I washed his hair and, and then combed his hair in my living room. And he told, I told him, don't tell anyone. Mind you, he told everyone he knew. And so it just developed and developed into a business by itself. But I was still working full time. And so I'm like, I'm taking my vacation time to do hair. I'm calling in sick because it got so busy. And then I realized this could be a business. There wasn't a lot of salons out there that was focusing on natural hair and locks. It was mostly chemical that dominated the salon industry. And so I sat down and I made a bold decision. It wasn't easy to actually quit my job. And because it was getting really difficult to balance the two and having children. So I made a bold decision that I was going to start the business, but I didn't um, go and open a storefront. I started it still in my basement and continue building clientele, um, going to going back to school for cosmetology, going to the States to do courses and stuff and developing my skill and really understanding how to take care of natural hair. Like I remember um, when I first came to you, it was in the basement of the house, right? And then you grew and then you had the whole house. And then I remember you had the, the massage upstairs, you had the therapeutic services on the third floor. And then when you moved out to where we are now to see the growth from, I know from the 12 years you've, you know, I've known each other, I've seen you progress. Was that something you always had inside you? Because from what I'm hearing is from when you're 13, you kind of had this entrepreneur spirit. I know we touched on signs and, and, and things like that, right? But did you always believe you would be where you are today? And if so, why? What drove you to that belief? Hmm. I, I have to give credit to my grandmother. My grandmother, I would say, was a serial entrepreneur. Now my grandmother had like a convenience store. I, I was born in Jamaica, so, you know, in our house and then at the front of our house was this store. So at an early age, I got the opportunity to be about, uh, around my grandmother, to watch her, observe what she was doing. And she, and she made me a part of that business. I, would, I learned how to serve customers at about six, seven years old, I'm serving customer, adding up the total that they owe and making change and learning how to budget 
with socks. My grandmother used socks. Red socks for light <coughs> bill, blue socks for saving for a rainy day, and so the budgeting was there. So I've never seen my grandmother, and that's, I think, the force behind all of this. I've never seen her work for anyone. So in my mind, I'm thinking everybody you know, have their own business. She was such a strong woman. Um, not only did she, we had a store, she would ride her bicycle and sell seafood around the neighborhood. So I seen her did all of that. So migrating here and coming here, I guess it was always in me because I, I could always see myself doing business before I had the salon, I was selling books. I was selling bra and panties. Like, I mean, I've always been in this uh, business or the idea that I wanna do, to be become a, a business owner, I have my own business, was always in my mind. But to answer your question, did I feel that it could be where it is right now? Not really, because I was just taking one step at a time. And when the opportunity came, you know, every opportunity, I just took it. Another opportunity, I took it. And I think what was, as I got, or this business developed, I wanted it to continue and the movement to continue. So I wanted this business to continue. So the goal was to continue this business and to make it the best possible business ever. So, you know, to answer your question, no, but I still wanted, I didn't know it could become what it is today, but I still wanted um, this movement to continue of natural hair. Well, you probably had the desire because I'm hearing words like your grandmother was an influence on you and you wanted this, right? I think when it comes to entrepreneurship, the want has to be so strong where you know what if you do fail at some part of it you have to take a lesson from it do you feel that you you've learned more um coming up and you still have a lot to learn or do you think that success is a, is more of a teacher than failure i truly believe the failure has um, helped me because i learned from it um i have failed in so many things but don't, for me, it's not focusing on my failure, it's learning from it. What could I do differently? And every time that I fail, it's still a learning in there. So I learn and I grow even more, you know, to be where I am. So definitely I welcome the failure, you know, because that's teaching in itself. And, I, and that's the big part of success is, is that part of failing because then you have a story, you have that journey, you know, on. Yeah, so you you are going to fail so that you could learn and evolve out of that and become the true essence of who you need to be. And I completely agree. I think I look back at my own life and um, the guidance that you have given me in the period of time we've talked about this and I'm looking at all the setbacks from maybe it was relying too much on other people to help me build this dream or to push me along. And I look at it, I've learned something from every setback in my life. And that's why when you've given that answer, it rings home to me because I've had some success and I've learned from the success. 
but the failure itself has taught me that you know what if you don't have a strong enough desire if you don't want it more than the next person you may not be able to fulfill your own dreams and sometimes we let other people take away our dream is that something that you would agree with yes for sure i if you allow them to what i find i remember uh, as my grandmother a serial entrepreneur i started a, a nightclub and it really started in my basement <laughs> is it, it, having parties in my home and when it got really the large like it couldn't hold my the people that were coming it just my house couldn't couldn't fit and i told a really good friend of mine i said you know i'd like to rent a space and do a nightclub i think that i can i have almost 200 people in my house she she told me no they're not going to come they may come to your house but they're not going to come i told her i said i don't know where you what you feel about this but i know what i feel and i feel that it can be successful so it's important sometimes to just keep your dreams and desire and passion to yourself until you can own it and feel confident enough in it to share it because people are out there they're killers of dreams they will kill your dreams but for me I make it a point that I encourage every dream that anyone has shared with me because I know what it feels like to be discouraged to say you can't do do something and to propel out of that and if I had more people you know if I had that support where I would be today you know I'm still here I'm proud of it but who knows right Do you feel that you have a stronger support system now versus back then yes for sure um but i you you create your your support system you're gonna create you realize now who do i need around me uh, that's going to help to elevate right so i don't you you now in a position of choosing who's around you right those energy can't take away from you right you're both exchanging right so that's important and and that's what i learned um at one point in my life i was always just giving emotionally just giving and and giving and not receiving or having enough so i wasn't giving from my cup runneth over i was giving from a place where i was really defeating me and 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 draining me of my energy and i learned that early fill up so that i can give you you know so and and making sure you have those people who is not always taking that energy away yeah i think sometimes when we try to begin our dreams we look at our inner circle for the support and at all at times it's kind of unfair because you're putting people in a situation that maybe they don't want to support because that's who they are right and to your point as you get older and as you get more success and you get more wisdom you begin to pick 
who's going to be your support and who's going to be your inner circle versus the people you grow up with. I remember telling one of my friends that don't mistake in comfort mm -hmm. of friendship for loyalty of friendship. And by that, I mean that sometimes we're comfortable mm -hmm. with the people around us that we're loyal to them and we expect them to be loyal to us, but that's not necessarily the case. True. Right? So I know that you touched on you started helping um, women. I know you mentioned that there was a call and it was young women entrepreneurs. Talk a little bit about that, about that and let us know how you are giving back to the next generation of women who can be as successful as you are. That's right. Uh, last week I did a workshop on entrepreneurship and it was really, I was very, I think, um, transparent in my failures you know the mistakes what I've learned from and they really appreciate that you know I, I, I talked about some of the myths that's out there about entrepreneurship you have to have great ideas and you know unique ideas and a salon wasn't a new unique idea or you know a new idea but what was different is what I offered and so I, I talked about that you know look at pizza there's a lot of pizza shop there's a lot of you know ride uber and the the other ones they're out there it's important that you know you can learn from other people's business and create your own as long as you're not infringing on their patent their intellectual properties those kind of or their trademarks right so some of the things so they i, I think they were they they were informed on a lot of things that they probably didn't know or reinforced that it's okay to start your business. One of the things is you have to have a lot of money. And I talked about the fact that I started in my basement, you know, and was still working. So one step at a time. I didn't quit my job because sometimes there's no comfort in, in business sometimes when you're on your own. So start you, you can start part time. And that's what I did. I started with one chair, one sink, you know, one, one mirror I mean that and a dryer and that's how I started and to where I am today so you know one step at a time do you feel that sometimes um, touching on the workshop you had for these these young women do you think sometimes the hard work and the somewhat loneliness of starting your own business kind of deters people from actually taking that first step I I I think so. I, I, I think so because it's scary. You don't know and you don't have the support. You don't have the support and sometimes you feel lonely because who do you bounce ideas off? You know, um, am I making the right decision? This, it, it, it's a lot. And, and sometimes you don't because you don't have mentorship. And that's one of the things I talked about in, in the presentation is providing mentorship for them because I didn't have it and I know how important that is and I, if I had it how important that it would would have been for me 
you know so I'm providing that for these women um, if they want it I'm here to help you through this because we have to as women do you think that um, women are kind of carving their own path in t on the entrepreneurial side? Do you think that there's actually going to be a direction where you're going to see a lot of women start saying, you know what, I can do this just as well as anyone else. And to your point, you're going to have the mentorship because you're going to have other successful, <coughs> independent, strong women showing them the way and saying that, you know what, you can do this. Do you think women are heading down that path now more so than before? For sure. There are a lot of women entrepreneurs now, lots of business that's run by women. And I believe it's because as women, women that are in business are paving the way because there's no roadmap for us in any business that's out there. You, we have to do things differently and we have to balance home life. With, 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 with work, we as women who've been there in the trenches can, can help women to do that. And that's what's been happening because then we have mentorship. We can say, this is what I did. I, one point I, I, I shared with them about work life and, and home life is that you have to set boundaries. I had to learn that you can't get up at six o'clock every morning or seven o'clock and do someone's hair. Not because you love it. You're going to be depleted. You have to take care of yourself. You have family. You're going to neglect your family. So tend to set schedule, set your time. I had to learn that, right? So there's, there's a lot. So knowing this, I can now share with the next generation and say, this is what you do from the beginning. Set time, take time for yourself, right? On Saturdays he, at the salon, I close at two. My last client's at two. People says, why? Why are you closing at two? Other, other places are closing at this, 11 o'clock. I need to take care of me. And if I set that example, then the workers are gonna ex believe it too and know that they need it to, right? So some of the things that women have to go through, men don't have to. So it's through that and mentorship, you're gonna see more women because now there is a pathway, right? And how important is it to you to help the next generation continue to build that path to the point where they're strong enough to walk it and show it for the next generation? How important is it to you? It's very important because I'm not going to be here forever. And, you know, like the old wise woman who had lots of knowledge, had to share that knowledge so that the generation, the other generation can continue and continue. And me having all this knowledge and lived experience and not share it is very selfish. So for me, I am dedicated. I am so committed to sharing this information and helping women to empower them and educate them so that they can stand in their own greatness and become who they truly meant to be. Yeah, you're seeing a lot of people, you're seeing a lot of women 
standing up and saying that, you know what, I can do this because there was someone before me that was doing it. And I relate it back to when we started this interview to your grandmother. Like the experience that your grandmother had on you, you could have that same experience on someone else, right? And I know you probably believe this as well. It's like you're paying it forward. That's right. My grandmother was this to me. That's right. Now I'm gonna be this to someone else. That's right. And that person's gonna be this to someone else. And I think outside of this year, I think a lot of people wanted to do that, but maybe they didn't know how. And now that we have all this time on our hands because of everything that we're going through, um, we're kind of pulling back the veil on certain things that maybe we always knew were there, but we didn't want to see it. But now we're coming together and we're saying that, you know what, we have to do better for the next generation. And the next generation has to do better for the one after them as well. So when I say this and when I hear your story, if you can leave a legacy for someone, right? If someone were to go through some rubble, dig up there, they saw your name, they saw Janet here. What do you want them to think of when they see your name? I want them to see that I was a part of a movement that was dedicated to bring inclusiveness to this standards of beauty that is out there. And had educated, had um, paved the way for women to recognize their greatness and give them the, the skills and the tools so they can be economically empowered. Very nicely said. Any last words before we wrap up today? That I believe everyone was born with a gift, a passion, something great. And it sits in the core of all humanity. And it, for you, your job is to find out what that is, what that gift is, and to share it with the world. And remember, that a gift is not a gift until you can share it with the world. So I wish you all the best in finding out what that gift is and share it and spread it for the goodness of humanity.